My name is Lolo DePuzzle, and this is Media Delta. All right, so uh, we have, it is time for uh, yet another uh, weird one, as this is a Retrorank Relief pick uh, of the poll, uh, kind of coming in from behind, well, not behind, but it was second, but uh, yeah, uh, coming in at the last moment uh, was one that's actually been on the polls for a while. Uh, and I picked this because uh, this is kind of a notorious uh, thing because this was one of the first uh, anime to kind of come overseas, uh, so to speak. Like in terms of like during the anime boom of the late or the early 90s, uh, this was like one of the first with like this and Dominion Tank Police and like Wicked City and Cyber City Wait, Wait, Wait. Um, this is... A name that comes up when you think of like, well, technically it's late 80s, but early 90s uh, OVA uh, era stuff. Uh, so I and I have never seen this, but I've heard of it. Uh, so I'm thought, oh, hey, why don't we actually take a look at Project Echo? Uh, this is a we'll go into it a little bit later. This has an interesting history, to say the least. Um, and uh yeah, it is definitely a film of a particular type. Uh, you can tell the people who made this and where where their passions lie. The origins uh, are of like you hear it and you're like, yeah, no, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it's very notable or it's very easy to see. Hard um, on sleeve. Yes. Uh. So yeah. Um. I was not the only one to watch this, so please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm X, and I'm Anime Hair. Hi, I'm Torpid Typist, and how do you feel about panty shots? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's actually funny, because if you go on the guy's Wikipedia page, uh, who directed this, uh, one, uh, Katsuhiko Nishijima, uh, it, it, it is the first, the one sentence that you get uh, is Katsuhiko Nishijima, uh, born February 1st, 1950, or 1960, is a Japanese animator, storyboard artist, and director known for panty, panty fan service, which if you've seen some of the other stuff, uh, Nachika Blitz Tactics in particular, uh, this is not surprising. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this is one of those. Um, so, yeah. And you could argue compared to that, this is positively tame. Yeah. Compared, yes. Well, compared to what this was originally supposed to be, this is really fucking yes. tame. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're further ado. Let's go. Let's go and do the one-on-one uh, -on -one bits. But uh, let me go ahead, and I guess we're doing that. Let's let me go ahead and give uh, my thoughts on this. So I was expecting because this is. Not too stereotype, but this is of an era. Uh, this early 90s OVAs tend to be, for lack of a better word, schlock. Uh, and Project ACO is no exception to that. Uh, this is, in fact, known for its panty shots. Uh, it's weird because it's it's both done in like a sexualized but also non-sexualized way. It's more comedic than really sexual, which 
we're gonna go over what the history of this is, but uh, yeah, it makes sense why that's that. Uh, and I, this is an interesting movie because I don't quite exactly know how I feel about it. I didn't hate my watching this, but I don't think I'll ever want to watch this again because it's like, oh, hey, I've seen this moment in anime history. I think I'm good. Uh, it is fascinating to see from like a what like from a what this is point of view. It's definitely interesting. Uh, but also, yeah, you can really tell the age on this one. Uh, this is, well, not, it's both not as schlocky, but just as schlocky as things like, say, Angel Cop and, um, uh, like, Wicked City. It's not, it's the fact that there's a lot, it is incredibly lighthearted for something of that type, but it you still get the sleaze there for sure. Uh, and there is just, yeah, it it is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll kind of go more into it with kind of bantering off of uh, Acton Torpo, but I didn't particularly think it was that great. I think it's a fun time if you are, you, you need an iron stomach for this kind of thing, not because anything's there is like, partic- well, Yes, I'll say you'll need an iron stomach for when people like did like, especially like if you're like my age and you grew up with the notion that anime was all panty shots and like girls and like just the kind of sleaze. Uh, You need an iron stomach for that kind of thing or for this. If you don't think you're not a fan of that, boy, howdy, that's this in spades. Um, one thing I will say, the action scenes are pretty decent, but again, there's other stuff to watch for that. Uh, this just has a lot of ca- uh, caveats, I think, to it. And I think outside of some action, I think it's just kind of schlock. Uh, and I, it's interesting to see what it is. And it's like, oh, I can kind of see why this is one of the first things. That being said, I can see why some people would like it, but uh, I don't think I particularly was one of them. Uh, if I were to give this a rank, I am going to say my personal opinion is either 666 or 14 to 17. Uh, putting it like it, yeah, I I think it is slightly below average for the most part outside some action. But yeah, it is just like, I don't think I'll be going to this Again, yeah. Uh, so that's my thoughts. Uh, let's go and hear what Axe had to say about this. Hi. Hello. Uh, I am going to go on a limb and say that you have no, you are not familiar with Project ACO before you watch this. For this. Okay, so yes, but I did research. Okay. As you may have not have noticed during that intro, I actually kind of know about this, but I only just read all this stuff today. Yes. <clears throat> okay. I'm assuming you covered the origins I, of this during I your... I have not yet. So Shall we? Yeah. Uh, so the origin of this is that Project ACO started development as a... I don't know what the phrase would be, but a... 
entry in the cream lemon uh series it, it was gonna be of... porn it's it, it, it was just it's porn <laughs> so it, cream lemon is is one of the is a notable uh for being one of the first hentai series yes that uh i'm just gonna go ahead and give a warning uh don't watch a lot of it because Let's just say that a good reason that not a lot of it came out over here is because it probably isn't legal in this country. There's, yeah. Um, yes, I guess a content warning for the following words. Uh, there's incest and rape and I believe underage. Yes. As well, so, I mean, it, it it's one of those like it's one of the first, but it it's kind of made the blueprint for probably what could be argued as the not quite as good side of the hentai market yeah just like the, just like any market most markets really there's there's a side of it that's tolerable and then there's the side of it that's fucking disgusting on every conceivable level yes uh cream woman's definitely one of those it is yeah. Known among, uh, in particular, otaku of this period because it was, again, one of the first and notable. But yes, uh, be warned, if you want to go look it up for some reason, uh, don't. Yeah, it's... Even even by hentai standards, it's pretty pretty rancid. Yeah, it's... But, um, yes. But, but that's what makes Project Echo so interesting, is because, as we said in the intro... It's very obvious this was originally supposed to be porn. It was very obvious it was supposed to be an entry into some kind of hentai uh, series, or at least just hentai in general, because in the first five minutes, we've already seen the main character's boobs full on. Um, I, then there's also the, the bathing scene, which is a more extended kind of take on that. But um, you could see just like, in certain things that they choose, like the excessive panty shots, like it's not just fan service. There was something more to it that was originally intended and it got toned down because what they wanted to do with this is they wanted to take this into the mainstream and make it something more people could watch. It is actually funny. There is one other notable that I can think of notable uh, entry <laughs> into that kind of thing. Uh, there is a... And it didn't really make a whole because I don't think it ever got officially released over here. But in anime circles, it's something that I've uh, had. I have known some. Uh, I don't know if notoriety, but I've seen some people like it. Uh, there is a OVA series called Dream Hunter Rem uh, that came out around the same time, a little bit earlier before than this. Uh, there is the first episode uh, has two different cuts of it. One that is more explicitly, well, porn. Uh, the other is cut down to be a more risque, uh, more action thing. Uh, well, it's sort of like still ecchi than straight up hentai. Yes, yes, it is yeah. definitely of the ecchi. Uh, um, is it ecchi or ecchi? I never. It's ecchi. It's ecchi. Okay, but um, but coming back to Project Echo, it is interesting again thinking about its history as you watch this because, like, whatever whatever skeleton of hentai was built during the, the start of production because when it started it was and then as the movie went on or the production went on they decided to change change uh market and target so what we end up with is a, a strange combination of sort of uh 
not I wouldn't say slice of life, but it's very much a high school story. It's a high school comedy about, you know, uh, a lesbian who really wants another girl and the other two, the other girl doesn't recognize that she wants her. And then the main character is just basically like friends and fights the, the, the one lady that wants the other lady. Like, and the characters, funnily enough, and this is part of my research was, so the character, the three main characters are our protagonist, Aiko, her friend, Siko, and uh, the rival, which is Biko. And in my research, which I'd spent the entirety of on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, so Ko is sort of means sort of means child. So essentially what these characters names are is child A, child B, child C. So, you know, there's, there's sort of a, a little bit of like a, a funny little layer to that because you usually get like a character name and it's usually, you know, but in this, they're just like, no, nah, they're just ABC. But it's also a lot easier to sort of identify them, not just because of the names and, you know, the obvious, but hairstyles. Hairstyles are very pronounced in this production. This has a lot of the hallmarks of this era of anime in terms of character animation, facial expressions, hairstyles, clothing. It's very much of its time, uh, for better or for worse. And the overall plot uh, is supposed to be about this, this, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a triangle, but it's one person trying to get with somebody they're in love with and fighting the, another person who's just kind of there, sort of as a rival, but not really. And then this sort of bookends another plot, which is that there are aliens looking for their lost princess, which turns out to be Seiko. Uh, so Seiko is sort of this, it's interesting because instead of the protagonist being the center of everybody's, you know, interest, like in a lot of stuff like this, a lot of high school drama and things like that, what it is is it turns out that Seiko, the friend, the goofy little airhead who's, who's just in her own little dimension, she's the object of interest for both uh, Biko and the aliens. So she's she's the focus without actually being the focus, which is also an interesting take on the idea. And I kind of liked it. I don't like the animation too much in this. But again, it's it's very early anime. So I guess it's 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 really hard to fully say it's I I don't like it, but I just I I don't at the same time. But I, I think the plot is really what sells it. Um, it's also the uh, the acting, the voice acting has that same sort of uh, tropey anime kind of high pitch, fast talking, lots of screaming, lots of yelling. Um, so this this has a lot of I feel like this is very much could be seen as sort of a blueprint for uh, a lot of the later anime because it has a lot of what will eventually become real tropes of the genre of the medium. But uh, it is funny. It is in its own way, charming and silly and stupid. Um, it's certainly an interesting watch. If anything, just just to kind of like uh, just to just to experience it, I'd say at very least once. Um, just just to kind of get an idea of of where some of this stuff kind of seems to come from, and you know, it it, it is very much of its time. As yes. I ramble, as I ramble yes. my way through that. Uh, yes. Um, this, which is exactly what I said. This is very much a blueprint of uh, its time. Uh, 
we'll say about the animation uh one note uh that is you that in terms of the director uh this was his first uh directorial uh thing he was an animator for other things mm -hmm. uh like say three women which is where they came from uh but he also worked on ursa yatsura uh he would later go on to work on some gynax stuff like gunbuster and uh i think he also worked on secret of blue or nadia's secret of blue water mm -hmm. and so he definitely it this being a blueprint kind of because he would later go on to gynax which was high with those are you know highly influential uh anime studio uh but yes i i i feel i don't really have really anything else to add <laughs> I do. I, I would. I should also point out that it does have a, a as the kids would call it, a bumping soundtrack. The music yes. is fucking fantastic in this. Yes. Even its really obnoxious ballads are just like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm vibing this. This is, this is, is, is this is some. This is really sending me in certain ways. It's actually kind of funny because um, thinking about the, looking at the stuff that uh, Katsuko uh, Nishijima did. Uh, one of the things he, for, in terms of video games, is that he was the animator for the Saturn game Guardian Heroes, uh, which I, I, I find incredibly funny because I just happened to get my Saturn recently booted up, uh, and that was one that I uh, toyed around with. But um, yeah. Oh, he also worked on uh, one other thing is that he, in regards to Media Delta, uh, he was also the key animator for uh, Dirty Pair Project Eden. So. There's also that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's had, he's been a, a lot of these these uh, animators and directors from that time. They they get their hands into a lot of the stuff um, that has a lot of impact on both anime and and culture in general, both in Japan and here in the Western side of things. Yeah, and also just to point out one thing about you know his previous work, uh, uh. A uh, thing that you will find out if you look at the history for a good number of uh, anime or like anime and manga creators, uh, don't be surprised to find uh, explicit, especially in the Japanese side, uh, as it kind of, uh, especially around this time, uh, otaku culture really played a bit in a lot of people becoming animators. Uh, like, especially, I believe, like. The if you've seen the Daikon uh, three in particular four is the most notorious one or notable one I should say uh, a lot of those were just came from fans and like those Daikon four is generally considered like just a little fun thing that someone drew turned out to be like one of the more influential well more like highly regarded anime bits from the eighties uh, and then you will also see a lot of those in the Jojin or the uh, Dojin slash in, uh, indie scene, uh, and a lot of that is, uh, let's just say, explicit. Like, say... You, yeah. could, you could make the argument that a good comparison uh, to something over here in the West is how a lot of famous actors here in the United States cut their teeth on horror movies. A lot of them started in horror movies, and then they go on to do... You know, these uh, comedy films, these romance films, drama. Um, and, and it's it's just sort of like um, how you get in the leg in, your leg in the door. And 
it's it's weird when you go say like Jennifer Aniston. You know, we've you've seen Jennifer Aniston in so many different romantic comedies. You go back, her first film was Leprechaun. I, so, <laughs> I mean, it's also like was Johnny Depp. Uh, that Johnny was Depp Steinberg. was Johnny Depp's first one was Nightmare on Elm Street, and I believe he's the first teen to die. He gets sucked into the bed, and a fountain of blood spurts out. But yeah, I mean Johnny Depp. Uh, it's Jennifer. God, I just wait. I did Jennifer Aniston. Not Jennifer. Why am I thinking? Why am I blanking? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween. Uh, that's all that's coming to my head right now. Well, yeah, but that's that's all you really need, and I feel like it's it's sort of the same thing, you know. Obviously, there's certain explicit things that are just intolerable. They're not acceptable. But there's also that stigma, particularly here in the West, for anything pornographic. And when you find out that some of these these people who've worked on non-pornographic stuff and stuff that's very mainstream or stuff that's very known, and there's that sort of that sort of pullback, just a little bit like, oh, ooh, and it's like, no, it's it's literally just like going and doing a horror movie. Like uh, almost, almost exactly in 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 certain terms of like that kind of tone. Yeah, like for a more direct example of that in terms of Japanese that or like uh, media that is probably a little bit possibly as shocking that is or that some that's like oh huh uh, the mangaka uh, Kiyohiku Azuma of Azumanga Dayo and Yotsuba. Two very chaste series um, got their start doing doujin white porn. Uh, There is a number of, uh, I want to say, current anime uh, series. Like, um, I believe the show Do It Yourself right now, the mangaka, got some of the characters from that show uh, from their erotic doujin. It wouldn't surprise me if... Yeah, and would have surprised me if the mangaka for uh, My Hero Academia started in uh, It It wouldn't I, shock me at all. I would not. Like, one that I know, well, the one that I definitely know uh, started, like, it's, well, then again, it's also, it's a it's not pornographic, but it's starting out as, like, a notion thing. Uh, the One Punch Man slash the uh, Mob Psycho guy. Like, yeah. One Punch Man started as a webcomic on Pixiv. Uh, ooh, ooh, picks. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> which that's a place there, to be. <laughs> there, there, there is some clean stuff on Pixiv, but the the point is that it started as a web comic. Actually, yes. I don't even know if it was Pixiv, but um, yeah. Uh, I think regardless, um, I think that's a little bit off. You're yeah, we, we got back, a bit off back to getting back to. Yeah, it's it's important to mention, though, because it's it's part of the origins of how this came to be. And the final product is very much removed from its origins, at least enough so to stand out as its own thing. But like like we've said, there's traces, there's little traces of that origin still in the film. But overall, I think it's a very it's a very I I was going to kind of think I wasn't going to enjoy it, but as the movie went on, I was like, yeah, no, this is, I wouldn't really go out of my way to watch this, but it's still an enjoyable experience. All right. Uh, so what is your ranking for this? I'd put it at it. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. I can't put it above Lupin, even secret of Mamo. Uh, I'd put it at nine. Okay. All right. Well then with that, I disappear. Yeah. Let's see what Torpa has to say about this. Hi. Hi. I had two so, ears of mute on. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, 
Have you seen Project Aiko before? Uh, I have not. Watch this. I've seen bits and pieces because Once Upon a Time, Retro Crush was shilling the fuck out of it, but I've I mean, never watched it. By Once Upon a Time, you mean as of yesterday. <laughs> yup. Uh, this has replaced Dear Brother as a thing they show constantly. Though then again, even while Dear, Dear Brother was a thing, they were still showing this a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it was during Dear Brother, but more importantly, like, Dear Brother was sandwiched between their two Aiko pushes. Because, to clarify, there are four Project Aikos, and they have made it a, a point to do all of them. And four is the most recent to actually get put out, uh, you know, in, in modern format. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what was your impressions of this? What the fuck is pacing? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the music was good. Uh, the animation was really good, despite some of the, the material being bizarre. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It's just the pacing is really, really bad. Like, yes, because really the it's... first, what is it like? two-thirds of the movie is spent on the fighting in front of the school loop? Yes. It's like a series of vignettes rather than, like, a coherent plot. You know, up until the last third of the film, which is... Yeah. Film? Film. Let's call it a film. The OVA. Uh, up until that point where it just straight up was a plot. Also, it was kind yeah. of interesting that the, it did a lot to mess with your perception of gender, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, it's like a, hmm? it it's yeah. Well, so I will go ahead and say we did go over what the history of what this series came from while we were talking mm. to Axe, mm. uh, where this uh, was originally a episode of Cream Lemon, uh, as we said, is a notorious anti-series that has um, one thing that it actually was notable for, though. Granted, this depending upon a phrase, it could be done either positively or negatively. Uh, it was one of the first series to have a focus on, uh, what, I mean, it would definitely be focused as Yuri, but it was definitely uh, lesbian content. Mm. So that seeing that in here, although they don't really, it's, it's that thing where it's their best friends but seeing it from a little bit of a modern context, you can definitely see that subtext. You can definitely see the subtext, especially Biko's obsession with Seiko. Yes. But, like, for Seiko and Aiko, it seems very one-sided. Yeah. Because Aiko does not give a shit. Aiko likes chaos, and that's pretty much it. Which is why I respect Aiko, and why she's my favorite character. Because she is, she is a mess on two legs. Because, yeah, it's, 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 the basic premise is that Aiko is super strong, super fucking strong, and that includes to basically anything athletic, so she's a very fast runner, all that, uh, and then she's got her cryberry, cryberry, crybaby friend Seiko, uh, and they're, they're, they're besties. Yes. Uh, yeah, historians would call them best friends. Um, yes, even roommates. Yeah, close enough to be cousins. It, it, no, this isn't yeah. Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Consider it, which, joking about that, I am pretty certain Clear Lemon would actually, you, you, you don't want whatever. 
I could nope, go down nope, that that's, route. That is a route not worth exploring. And yeah, it's about their various hijinks in high school and Biko's obsession with Seiko and wanting to make her her own despite having been a bully basically all her life, pushing her away. Where Seiko is like attached to the hip to Eiko. Yeah. Which, it, it was fun, you know, the back and forth. But the weird thing is the movie's inability to focus. Yeah, you can tell that this is the fir- the guy's first animation, or like first directorial thing. Yeah, because a lot of it is the back and forth between school and the, the fighting at school for like two thirds of it. Well, there's like vague hints of the, the big alien invasion, but it matters so little. And then... Then it happens, but that's the last third of the film, and it just happens in a in a flash. Yeah, God, was it? No, that was something. Nope, that was something I was <laughs> thinking of. Uh, but there were some really good set pieces during the invasion too, like the sword fight or the missile jumping. Yes, uh, yes. Also, like any part where like Aiko's ripping through the town trying to get to school is lovingly animated. It's the kind of thing like I. Uh, he was not of Gynex at this point, but he definitely be- worked at Gynex. But it was very much reminding me of um, Daikon 4. Mm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Which I'm pretty certain he didn't work on. But who knows at this point, he might have. I mean, when we were watching it, somebody else mentioned that too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I still think it was really fun. Huh. It looked good enough in, in a lot of the uh, a lot of the fights and shit worked well enough that the pacing is something you could kind of just overlook though like for a while i know i was going like where the fuck is this going like i know there's an alien invasion but like where is this going yeah Uh, it's also interesting to note that the next three films are half the length of this yes like the three like two three and four combined are the length of this no or like give, give or take a little bit no, no, no. It's definitely like two and three are the length of this. Yeah. Oh, right. Think... Yes. Because I think it's 40 because this was an hour and a half. Oh, right. Yes. The other ones are 45, I think. Uh, They are. Oh, shit. Project oh, hey, I can go they here. Where? 49, you, hey, you 45, guess and 53. What... Yeah, you want to guess what Project or what Retro Crush is showing right now? Is it more Project Echo? It's in fact more Project Echo. But yeah, a lot of blue seed. Yeah, it sure is a shame that they don't put on more fucking bubblegum crisis, despite it being like their first big thing that they tried selling people on. Yeah, but that, yeah, I, I love bubble. Whatever. That's it's not for here. <laughs> I think I think this film's a lot of fun, though. If you're going into it expecting like more interesting plot or character writing, then uh, you're not getting that here. It's it's about the hijinks, the wacky hijinks. It's about a, a bunch of women who seem to be presenting as men at first, but no, they're actually women. Yeah. Oh, yes. The guy, like, or the lady that's voiced by, uh, that has two voices. One is the voice of Heihachi. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's also, uh, the, so the voice of Heihachi one, wasn't that specifically the spy? No, that was the schoolgirl. That was the schoolgirl, yeah. And then there was the spy, and there was also the Captain Harlock-looking motherfucker. Yeah, because, yeah, actually, the space aliens were all women was was kind of one of the reveals, though it was a bit more understated than others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
it, which is why I said it, it did some things to mess with your perception of gender. Now, the intent behind it or, or the effectiveness of it is something to be talked about elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 very hmm. it's not really it's, my place to discuss it, that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, it's the thing where it could have been done a whole lot worse. But, also, but it was mostly used for a gag. Yes. A consistent also, gag at that. Also, there is that little tiny bit in the background of my head, considering where this came from, that kind of colors a few things. Oh. But like, like uh, specifically the Biko to Seiko thing, and how some of that stuff kind of was exploitative. Mm. But it, But again, none of us are equipped to have that conversation yeah that's it's also just not for here this is a review of the film not a deep discussion of it yeah that is there's a lot to unpack with Aiko in that regard which i i am just not equipped to do today yeah it's fun though it's a lot of fun even with all the weird quibbles and shit and the admittedly poor pacing it's it's fun the fight between Aiko and Biko is really good yeah uh, that said, I would steer away if you're not a fan. Well, not a fan. If you can't stand anime fan services, more what I should say. I, in my little bit, I talked about you kind of need an iron stomach for this movie. You have to have a certain degree of like tolerance for anime bullshit. Yes. Which, like, I have been poisoned, and so I can tolerate a lot more than your normal person. We are people that like Angel Cop. I, English dub. Yes, yes. The English dub. The the one that isn't anti-Semitic. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I, I think it's a lot of fun though. Uh it's just once again, beware questionable designs. Uh a lot of panty shots, so not as yeah. much as you might think. Uh the guy on the Wikipedia article, I think we I don't know if this was in the opening or in the thing. Uh the guy is credited, like listed as is a Japanese animator, storyboard artist, and director known for Penny fan service. Yeah. I mean, at least in this, a lot of it was subtle. Yeah. Which feels weird to say, but, like, attention it, wasn't really drawn to it. It's very gag. Like, it's very much a gag. A blink and you miss it is what a lot of it is, too. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's neat. It It looks good. It looks really good. It still looks good, in my opinion. I mean, All obviously, right. the, the art style is dated, but I think it looks really good. Yeah. This is from 1986. Yeah. And, and as I stated outright, it, the fucking music is so good, too. Yeah, I need to check to see who... Uh, yeah, because the there's one song in particular they really like to use, and they use a lot of motifs on it, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so, with that, what are what ranking are you thinking for this? <sighs> man it feels weird knowing where we are <laughs> noting how this list is about to solidify yeah i think i'll be used to that idea uh so for me for echo um honestly let me let me please please the, the list is fighting me uh genuinely i would probably put it on mm, four or five four or five I'm like trying to figure out how much I'd like it compared to Blackjack the movie, but yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I. I I would also be fine with six. Four to six okay. is my range. Four to six. I think six is definitely the lowest I'll go though. 
Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I am checking something because I actually looking at the soundtrack. If this is to be, this can't be true. Uh, though a lot of things are showing. Okay. This is something we could probably all deal with in group discussion because this is, this is true. This is actually kind of interesting. But uh, speaking of group discussion, why don't we bring Axe back in and have a group discussion? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that we're all back together, we can uh, have our little group discussion about uh, some other things that are uh, or our group discussion. I, I'm sorry, I'm actually thrown off by the information that I just learned, but we'll discuss that when it comes to uh, music. Um, but uh, before I do that, uh, general consensus on the storytelling was that uh, the action was good. The plot was a kind of a mess in terms of pacing. Because like two thirds of the movie are just like vignettes of something. Yeah, like the... the... <clears throat> I like the conceit of it. I like the idea that the the main story, this the A story, is supposed to be about Biko's obsession with Seiko and her intense rivalry with Aiko since they were kids. I think that's like a nice A story. And then they try to spin in the B story, which is the aliens and Seiko being their princess or whatever, and the aliens attacking. And I, they could have been done a little bit better, but I still think it was all right the way they put them together. I think the, the two stories kind of intertwined in interesting ways. It, it wasn't like a strong, a strong presentation, but it still was, it was an interesting idea. See, for me, it felt more like the, the main intent was definitely the alien shit, but they couldn't stretch it out long enough for what they wanted to do. And so they just had this this entire school plot take up Really, way more time than it needed to. Not that I think it was bad or anything. I, I thought it was pretty fun. It's just uh, the way it's drawn out and the way it's paced because it's a lot of it's. We see Aiko like what, like five times going to school. Just her her trek to school to begin with, let alone getting to the gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I can just, see that. It, it's just drawn out a little bit too much, in my opinion. I still think it's really fun, though. I will say that every time it looks different, lovingly animated. Very good. So at least I had that going for it. Yeah. Like, they, they, a lot of it, they avoided using any sort of stock footage was the thing. Like, they never just used the same animation for the running to school. No, she always took a different route across the town, wrecking it along the way. Even the person, the spy, getting wrecked by her running to school got destroyed differently every time. Yep. It's a good running gag. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, so one thing... And this is, let's just talk about the music real quick. Uh, both of you mentioned that the music was good, so I went and looked up who the composer was. Uh, was not, was like, very surprised by the trio of composers for this. Uh, the first one does not have a Wikipedia article. Uh, I am trying to find what else they have done. Uh, if I look up Toru Akasaka, uh, it mostly seems uh, they worked on two things. Uh, one was this, and the other was Cream Lemon. The other two people are Richie Zito and Choi Carbone. Uh, those names in particular probably do not ring a bell. However, if you look at their Wikipedia article, you can see that they have worked with a lot of people that you would not expect for this, someone who worked on this movie to work with. That explains like, the English vocals. Yeah. Uh, like, let's see. Notable studio albums produced or co-produced by Zito. 
uh, let's just do 1986. Uh, Anna Motion, Strange Behavior, Cocker by Joe, Co Joe Cocker, Can't Hold Back by Eddie Money, Lap of Luxury by Cheap Trick, Bad English oh from Bad English, Busted, or okay, that's Audrey going later, uh, produced the, the, the album for Rat, uh, actual size by Mr. Big. <laughs> This explains so much. Oh my god, they actually produced a rat album. Oh, yeah. oh my uh, god. Love Hurts by Cher. Uh, Native Tongue Fuck. by Poison. I was gonna say, uh, oh, uh, they work uh, for Rat and Poison. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, are you sure it's uh, Poison and not Rat, or Rat and not Poison? Uh, the other, uh, Joey Carbone, uh, worked with a number of Western artists, like, say, uh, like, the, worked with Chicago, Mm -hmm. Iron Cara, uh, let's see, I'm trying to figure the Righteous Brothers. Oh, uh, Japanese side uh, worked with SMAP. Um, trying to see if there's any other big names in here. SMAP just sounds like an insult. Uh, SMAP you is smap. like a. Well, oh, SMAP did a. Uh, what did they did they do? They did a really. It's one that I know I've heard of. But yeah, just doing a lot of they worked with a lot of Japanese artists. Okay, but yeah, that uh, explains the very poppy feel and the yes. very uh, and the the, the English uh, vocals of that song. Oh, uh, also other things worked with um, uh, Ellen John, Rick James, Eric Carmen, Rod Stewart, Cher, Air Supply. Okay, Andy but have Gibb. any of them worked with ELO? Uh, don't think so. Also, damn. Well, they worked uh, with the air supplies. So that's all you need. Uh, he did also, also funnily enough, he did. It's weird to think about that. The person, I actually find it really funny. The fact that the person who did the music for this, this also won a award for composing the theme song to the, it's the, it's Gary Shandling show. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me. That that's, that's an interesting web of uh, connections right, there. Yeah, okay. So that explains yeah, so, why the music is very good. You had me at air yeah, supply though. <laughs> I, I had been I had been wondering like why are these vocals in English? It's super weird. Yeah. But like, no the, good yeah. coherent English too with that. Because that's the first thing I noticed of this film was the soundtrack. It it was very uh fire as the kids say these days. But it was uh, very it, like very poppy especially for like yeah, it had a good it had a good like you know, bounce to it. And it was, it was accessible. It was, it was just like, it wasn't grating or just uh, dissonant either. And I could see why, because that's a, that's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say it's a, a high pedigree, but that is a lot of high quality productions. Especially it's, for it's something. Had experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's also especially funny because this, like them getting, this movie getting them because this, from what I can tell, like, this was not, like, some backed by uh, a big company. This was, I believe, a relatively smaller release. Can't like, believe I think they were was... huge fans of Cream Lemon. Yeah, that, that, <sighs> that, that would be unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it, it's it's an inescapable thing, but good good God, yeah. Um, other thing, uh, Zito was produ Billboard producer of the year in '90. Yep, uh, very notable. 
Oh yeah, it's just uh, straight up the Rats Rat album. Okay, yeah. You'll... Yeah, I think Rat only had one album. I think you mean Poison. No, I thought Rat only had one album. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, I know that a lot of them came... wasn't Rat a supergroup. I don't. Or remember. I might be thinking of someone else. Anyway, uh, yeah. In general, um, yeah, music's good. Um, uh, going back to this, um, the voice actresses seem to be doing pretty good. Uh, there's some. I believe a lot of these were notable voice. Well, the thing of they were probably in their like intro. Like this is like Megumi Hayashibara is in this movie. She is a very notable voice actress. Uh, Maki Hito or Miki Hito or Miki Ito. Also voice, voice actress in this who does did a lot of things later on. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Torvalds, but uh, the Japanese voice of uh, Heihachi and, or I think, wait. Okay, that's no, interesting. Uh, one of them, the person voicing, uh, what is it? Yeah, Eiko. Her only other role up to that point was in uh, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Yeah. In that same year as Double Zeta, but on that, I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah, because it's also, oh, actually, funnily enough, uh, mentioning Dream Hunter Rem earlier, uh, the ver- voice actress of Biko was also, that was her starting role, uh, was in that. Uh, just looking at some other stuff, just done a lot of voice acting or vet, voice acting over the years. Uh, let's see. Um, Zico was in uh, Vampire Hunter D, which yeah. was the same year. Which, that was also directed by the person who directed this. Because Actually, that, no, was that was a year before, one. excuse me. Uh, like Seiko's okay. C- voice actress. God. Wait. Yeah, I'll... What was that? I'm, I'm just looking up something. Because there actually might be a weird through line for these girls after this. Uh, was that a lot of them were in Sakura Wars? No, only two of them were in Bubblegum Crisis, not all three. Okay, yeah. Damn, what a shame. Either way. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, the voice act- voice acting was pretty good. Yeah, um, even if Seiko was a little bit annoying. Yeah, see, yes, that wasn't the voice actress's fault though. No, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what the character was supposed to be. I, yeah. I just, uh, for my part, I guess I, it's it's just a uh, obviously it's a personal taste thing, but I'm not very fond of a lot of old anime animation. I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is, but just something about it does just doesn't work for me. But I recognize I try to recognize stuff as they are versus my personal interpretation of them. Yeah. Um other than that, we kinda of mentioned that the editing was kind of, or like the pacing was kind of all over the place. Uh I think that's kind of a majority of what I wanted to cover. Uh, other than the, there is one little bit of trivia, which is a name. Uh, basically, whoever came up with the na- name, like the m- name uh, Project A of the Jackie Chan film, uh, as you can tell, this movie had nothing to do with that. They just thought it was a cool name. Yeah, I think they they initially uh, suggested it as sort of like a joke, and then it just kind of stuck uh, stuck through the production. Yeah, if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's never use a working title as a joke because it will stick instead. Yeah. Uh, the recently released horror movie Barbarian, that was just a uh, placeholder title and they just stuck with it. 
I wonder if that was the same thing that's going on with that movie that's about to come out plain. Uh, also, <laughs> to clarify one thing, uh, ko at the end of it is is like a uh, the Japanese suffix denoting like a feminine name, typically. Yep. Hence why Project A Ko because it's about girls. Uh huh. Yeah. I just I figure I should mention that somewhere. Actually, um, funnily enough, because that also got mentioned during Exhibit. Uh, yeah, I mentioned um, the other the other interpretation of it is also to mean child. Mm, yeah, no, it, similar. It's, it's... So like the characters are all named child A, child B, child C, or something similar to that. And it's more like girl A in this, but yeah, girl A, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the thing of like how Chan <laughs> or Kun. Yeah, but I think Ko is, is would Ko just be the feminine equivalent of kun or wait that's uh no ko is more like it's something you add onto a name as opposed to those which are full-on honorifics okay all glory to truck kun yeah and i can't believe you had to remind me that plane exists amazing (laughs) fucking amazing amazing but yeah no uh, my overall thoughts on this was is that you know it it's one of those things where i've gone into a number of these and i'm just like i'm probably not gonna like this and then i actually end up liking it to some degree. So, you know, I actually like this a lot. Yeah. Uh, did anyone else have any thoughts before ranking? I have a lot um, of thoughts, but nothing more about this. <laughs> they don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess with that, uh, let's go ahead and uh, rank this. Well, so... Did you have something you wanted to say? I think I interrupted you. No, no, I didn't. I don't think I did. I'll be fucked if I remember at this point. All right. Gonna rank this using a normal one to twenty-one scale, with one being absolute mastercraft, can't really get much better, two twenty-one being kind of garbage, not even fun to watch, ironically. Uh so uh this is an interesting case. Uh because uh so I'll just say Torpo, you had a range of four to six. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be fucked if I remember why I said four. Uh you, no, you no, just... it's still lower than El Dorado. Okay, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> Axe, you had a thing of nine. Uh, this is a weird case where I had the lowest. I was thinking somewhere between 14 to 17. Really? I, I just was not like, like, to be honest, this was more of a case of like, I couldn't really think of a whole lot that I liked, but, you know, talking about it, it was more like, okay, uh, I think that I can definitely see this going a little bit higher, but overall I was like, okay, this definitely existed. But um, I'm just finding that surprising because even forgetting all the other stuff, I could not see putting it under Castlevania season three. You know what? Actually, now that I see that, that's a good point. I definitely think actually 13, I think it's not my new floor, but it, but <laughs> also <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I guess it was more, I was, it's an ambivalent kind of thing, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So You're putting for, it more of the, uh, the, what we've called the boring zone. Yeah. Um, but I guess with that, let me kind of think about where to start. Mm. Um, I guess, I guess, honestly, I, I had a lot of fun, I guess is for me, at least what happened. Yeah. Like, is, it, is it good? No, it's pretty schlocky, kind of trashy. Let's yeah, start. I, I had in fun. Bet- yeah. Let's start in between your two ranges. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and start with seven. Seven. Uh, 
Let's oh, see. We, okay. Let's see. We got American Gladiators, Area 88, the OVA, Cyber City, wait, 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 Fantasy Kaleidoscope, Common Rider Black, Mortal Kombat, Nick Arcade, The Hunt for Red October, and East. Um, hmm. Okay, so I see sort of a bit of a disparity here in that I don't think Castlevania Seasons 1 and 2 belong a level below Cyber City. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. But that's that's for a different discussion altogether. Um, yeah. I mm, I think this... I think oh, 808808 is a little too high, personally. But I, I would definitely put this up against it, for sure. Yeah. I, I actually really like 808, but... Yeah, that's the thing. is I, I personally would like 808 higher. But, again, if that's a... That could be... that That's the weird give or take at least a couple ranks with all these things. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but <laughs> just my gut instinct. But uh, oh no, it is it is it is pure schlock. It is not as much as of that of that era. No, it is it is the most tolerable among them. Yes, yeah. um, like Demon City Shinjuku, let's say, is like a bit w- wicked less city. interesting. And Wicked City is just how do you feel about rape? Which kind of makes me like I don't know. I just anyway. Um, another another discussion altogether. But I I would honestly say this is at least close to that. Like it's 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 a little schlocky, but I think it's I think this is a little bit better put together and a little more enjoyable. But that's my take. Let's see. And then, I know this contradicts my earlier statement that I couldn't put it below Lupin the Third, but that I mean, also it's, is it's, another it's discussion. To be flexible. Yeah. It is. It is. See, my thing is then, like, I'm trying to figure out... Because I'm actually looking at 8, uh, which to, for the audience, uh, list up, let's see, 8 is Castlevania Season 1, 2, Digimon the Movie, Goku Midnight Eye, Labyrinth, Secret of Mambo, Lupin the Third, uh, Roller Games, Sweet Home, and the first season, TMNT. I'm actually looking at 8. What was that? I personally would put this over those, but... I found yeah. it more consistently enjoyable than a number of these. It's... Oh yeah, especially Labyrinth. Yeah, I... and Roller Games is more of like a um, a God, novelty I... than anything. Yeah, actually, the more that I'm looking at this, I am kind of seeing. There's also Secret of Mama was weird. Um, God, and the more I'm looking at this, actually, I'm kind of thinking personally. Seven. I think six is fine. Uh, well, for since we have not brought up what's in six, six is weird because there's only two entries in it, which are oh. Mappy and Space Cobra episodes one through fourteen. Uh, well, you well, both were on Cobras. I so the, the issue here, I will say, uh, with the the six thing, uh, um, just really quick, is that they are on basically the extreme end of the it's good but not great zone where yeah. six is just in the middle and so it's a bit harder to rate that so also the thing is, is that seven eight nine is the quote-unquote good thing uh four five and six is great Ugh. i mean well, i'm definitely thinking that it's probably going to between go between six seven and eight or it's going to be in with it's going to be within six seven or eight is what i'm thinking because i think Looking at the list, I'm going to just say I'm feeling seven. I kind of also am feeling seven. I ain't going to fight on this one. I got better hills to die on. All right. Well, then let's do seven. Okay. So I got all that down. Uh, 
Content, let me put that H plus there. Uh, should I put a Y? Mm. What for? Yikes. Just a little bit. A baby a Y. Case. <laughs> yeah, give, give a little baby Y. So it looks like it's saying, it's like a really weird A. Why? Um, let's see, is there anything we want to call out with music, charm, cinematography, actions, wait. Music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art. Music is a thumbs music. up. Yeah, music gets a thumbs up. Like, that's not even debatable. Uh, charm, I'm going to put that your mileage may vary. Very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the action is good. Yeah, I agree. And it's where the animation really shines, but, like, the actual writing is uninteresting. Yeah. It's an interesting attempt, but I don't feel it fully gels. Um... Yay or nay? Uh, definitely, boy, this was the XTs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just had a stupid charm thought. <laughs> panties. I don't think there's a panties emoji. You can. I'm actually, sure there's an underwear one. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, is there an underwear one? Okay. For, well, I'm going to... Wait, what? Okay, what are... Okay, jeans and shorts. Uh, is there... Un, let's see. Is there underwear? There's... Okay, I think this is as good as we're going to... Actually, I'm curious. I, I have opened the portal to the emoji realm. Okay, so all we're getting is briefs, because that's it. Good enough. Yeah, that's close enough, yeah. Yeah, that's, yes. Uh, where am I trying? Um, let's see. I really... No, I can't really think of much of any of these. I think we're good with those. I think we've we've hit everything. Yeah. All right, so that's Project Aco. Uh, that was certainly a movie, an OVA of all time. It was very it much certainly was a movie of all time, yeah. It animated, and then an animated. I uh-huh. keep forgetting that it's a movie and not an OVA. Well, technically, it's OVA. I just used the word movie. No, it's apparently listed as a theatrical release. Wow, okay. Which means I have to change those. So I had that down as an OVA because I thought it was an OVA because it feels like an OVA. It's a longer OVA, really. Yeah. I think the other ones in the series are OVAs, though. Anyway. Ah, yes. OVA, my favorite anime. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, actually, everything you want to plug? Yes. Uh, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and your local SPCA or animal shelter, please adopt, don't shop. Torpa? Um, Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist, not Torpotypist on Twitter for however long that lasts. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would, uh, I would like to plug a hole in that ship. Yeah. That well, poor thing. Uh, next up, uh, we, we got a finale coming up. Uh, I say this with a little bit of hesitation because I actually don't know how I'm going to be presenting it because I actually have some ideas on how we might do this finale. Uh, because, uh, we're going out for bang. Uh, we are taking a look, going back to what this show actually was meant to be about. Uh, which is about video game-based media. Uh, and that, we are closing this out with the Battletoads pilot and also the Bubsy pilot. Uh, and then, I don't know what order we're doing it and whether or not it's going to be two episodes. If you would like so, to see a list in which we have ranked every single thing we've I'm done sure for Media Delta, we'll you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. 
uh, live like reaction. Sister show that determines what could show up on Hopefully media. Hopefully, we Delta. go out with a bag. That's Retro Rhapsody. You can watch it live on Twitch yes. at twitch.tv/lolapuzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.